This Full Mount Lincoln Center episode is brought to you by The Worst Person in the World, Academy Award-nominated Best International Feature and Best Original Screenplay. Chronicling four years in the life of Julie, this modern story about the quest for love and meaning explores a young woman's navigation of the troubled waters of her personal and professional life. The Guardian hails the film as an instant classic. Watch The Worst Person in the World, now in theaters. Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week we're featuring a programmer's preview on our Kinyo Tanaka retrospective and a Q&A from the 59th New York Film Festival with director Nada Flapet on Ahead's Knee, moderated by NYFF programmer Rachel Rosen. As an actress in over 250 films, Kinyo Tanaka was one of the most celebrated and wildly popular artists of her time regularly collaborating with consummate masters like Yasujiro Ozu, Kenji Mitsuguchi, and Mikio Narusi. Between 1953 and 1962, Tanaka directed half a dozen films with a determined sense of freedom and touches of provocation, placing women at the forefront of her movies as mistresses, prostitutes, poets, heroines, and victims of social injustice. The Kinyo Tanaka retrospective, featuring brand new 4K restorations of her directorial work and 35mm screenings of her collaborations as an actor, takes place March 18th to 27th. Listen to an introduction to the filmmaker from assistant programmer Tyler Wilson and rediscover the groundbreaking on tour at filmlink.org Tanaka. Also opening this Friday, Ahed's Knee is Israeli filmmaker Nadav Lapid's shattering follow-up to his Bad Out of Hell synonyms. A film of radical style and splenetic anger, Ahed's Knee accompanies a celebrated but increasingly disassociated director to a small town in the desert region of Arava for a screening of his latest film. Already anguished by the news of his mother's fatal illness, Lapid's film was made soon after the death of his own mother, who had worked as his editor for many years. He grows frustrated with the speech-restricting form he is encouraged to sign by a local Ministry of Culture worker. The confrontation ultimately sends him into a spiral of rage, aimed at what he perceives as the censorship, hypocrisy, and violence of the Israeli government. This boldly shot and conceived work, which won the Grand Jury Prize at this year's Cannes Film Festival, feels as though it has welled up from the depths of its maker's soul. Ahed's Knee opens this Friday with filmmaker Q&As at the 6 p.m. screenings on Friday and Saturday, and a special film comment free talk with Lapid at 8.30 on Friday. Get showtimes and tickets at filmlink.org slash Ahed. Hello, my name is Tyler Wilson. I'm a programmer at Film at Lincoln Center, and today I'm here to talk a little bit about our retrospective for Kinuyu Tanaka, which begins uh, March 18th and runs through the 27th in our Walter Reed Theater. Many of you listening to this may already be familiar with Tanaka's achievements in front of the camera. She was arguably one of the greatest stars of Japanese cinema. She acted in hundreds of films, many masterpieces, uh, and known especially for her collaborations with Mitsuguchi, Ozu, Naruse, Kinoshita, Goshio, it's very easy to go on. 
What's less known is that midway through her career, uh, Tanaka turned to directing and made six features between 1953 and 62, in effect becoming one of the first female directors in, in Japanese cinema, the first being Tazuko Sakane. Despite that, her pioneering work as a filmmaker has been relatively uh, under-discussed in Japanese film studies and history until recently. So this retrospective, um, at least in part, attempts to reframe our perspective of this, uh, this towering figure in film history and to celebrate not only her artistry in front of the camera, but uh, the truly remarkable works she's left us as a filmmaker. The series is presented in partnership with Janus Films who brought together new restorations of these six, and I should uh, stress, very rarely screened feature films uh, directed by Tanaka. And the curator, Lily Anstan, uh, who initially developed the idea for this series and has been working on it for quite some time, you know, initially a version of this retrospective was to be presented at the 2020 Locarno Film Festival uh, before the pandemic canceled those plans. However, uh, to our benefit, Lily will be in New York to introduce each of these restorations over the first three evenings of the retrospective. Before I highlight some of the selections in our series, uh, it may be helpful to give a bit more context and background to Tanaka's career as an actress and then a filmmaker. Kinyu Tanaka was born in 1909. She was uh, the youngest of eight siblings, grew up relatively poor, and at a very young age became a, a performer uh, playing the biwa, kind of a lute instrument with a musical troupe in Osaka, in part to financially support her family. Um, her proximity to Kyoto played a, a big part in landing her first film role because it had become the nation's new film industry hub after the Great Kanto earthquake uh, wreaked havoc on the film studios in Tokyo. Um, this was around 1923-24. Her brother worked for uh, Shochiku, which was one of the big four film companies in Japan at the time and one of the oldest, and that connection helped secure her first film role. While at Shochiku, she met two directors, I think, who played a pivotal role to her early acting career, uh, Henusuke Egoshio, who was the first to offer her a leading role in the comedy Embarrassing Dream from 1927, which I believe is a lost film now, and then a few years later cast her in the country's first sound film, The Neighbor's Wife and Mine. She also began her lasting friendship with Yosujira Ozu, who made seven silent films with her and around this time styled her as the, the Japanese answer to Hollywood femme fatales, uh, most notably with uh, 1933's Dragnet Girl. Throughout the, the 20s and 30s, uh, Tanaka was starring in films uh, at a rapid clip. She was incredibly prolific and became so popular with audiences that film titles were actually named after her. There's, you know, the story of Kinuyo uh, by Goshio, as, as well as Dr. Kinuyo, uh, Kinuyo's First Love by Hiromasa Nomura, to give you a general idea. In the 40s, she began working with Kenji Mizuguchi, who considered Tanaka a muse and collaborated with her on 15 films, among them many masterpieces like Sancho the Bailiff, Getsu, uh, and The Life of Oharu. In fact, in terms of these collaborations, or in this collaboration, it was between The Life of Oharu and Sancho the Bailiff when Tanaka announced that she was going to direct a film. Many of her colleagues, uh, particularly Mitsuguchi, doubted this uh, decision. 
to everyone, she was at the peak of her career. She had her choice of working with any director. Uh, the Life of Oharu just received wide acclaim and an award at Venice. So it was quite a shock to someone like Mitsuguchi. But the other filmmakers with whom she had worked, uh, uh, like Naruse, Kinoshita, and Ozu, offered uh, their, their full support in, in multiple ways. Uh, Naruse even hired her as an assistant director for uh, older brother, younger sister, to give her some hands-on experience behind the camera. And uh, Kinoshita and Ozu would later help provide her with screenplays for her first two features. Meanwhile, there was a fairly new film company called Shintoho, which formed in the late 40s as an outfit for more modern and risk-taking films, at least in relation to the other studios. So while presenting a a feature directed by a woman, um, as I said earlier, Tanaka would be the second woman director in Japan's history. Her name recognition already ensured a certain level of visibility to whatever feature she would make. And so they agreed to fund this project, which would become Tanaka's first feature, Love Letter, which takes us to the first film I would highlight in the series. Released in 1953, Love Letter was an adaptation of Fumio Niwa's uh, book of the same name. Niwa published several novels during World War II while traveling to China and and New Guinea. At the time, many of his stories were censored for what authorities uh, deemed immoral subject matter. Um, But this film revolves around the relationship of two brothers, uh, one a bookseller, the other a a translator who takes a job interpreting love letters for women writing to uh, American and and French soldiers with whom they had affairs during the war, you know, asking for money, especially to take care of some children those soldiers may have left behind. The film set five years after America's occupation of Japan. So interestingly, most of these soldiers are, are long gone. So what, what follows is this story that explores, uh, I think, a web of complicated relations between these, these two brothers, uh, past loves, um, and, and the soldiers who once occupied their country. It's a totally fascinating, daring first feature uh, that raises pretty pointed questions about you know, the shifting perspectives on masculinity and and femininity in post-war Japan and, you know, about the rightful authors of these these women's stories. And despite the title, I think the the film is far from a romantic film and is actually fairly cynical in its portrayal of love. It was well-received at the time and and made its premiere in competition at the 1954 Cannes Film Festival. But despite all that, many were surprised that Tanaka had chosen to focus on this story of two brothers and fairly challenging uh, subject matter. You know, it was by no means a female-centric melodrama, which is what perhaps many expected from Tanaka. But, you know, evidently the director was, you know, very interested in provoking audiences to confront, um, you know, rather how women were were viewed and, and treated in 1950s Japan. Um, it's an in, uh, incredibly smart, subversive film that shows, I think, a profound level of sensitivity with uh, performance, which is perhaps no surprise given uh, Tanaka's background. But there's also a uh, a quiet lyrical quality to Tanaka's compositions, you know, which she often renders with these tightly controlled camera movements that will, uh, you know, continue to crop up throughout her films. With that, I'll I'll jump to her her third and um, arguably most personal and perhaps assured film, 
uh, Forever a Woman, uh, also known as The Eternal Breasts. Uh, it's a portrait of the real-life Tonka poet uh, Fumiku Nakajo, uh, a mother of, of two who divorces her husband and not long after is diagnosed with late-stage breast cancer, just as she's beginning to earn uh, public recognition for, for her work. Like I uh, alluded to earlier, um, Tanaka's films dealt with themes that uh, were very modern and, and striking for the time, and, and, and this film is certainly exemplary of that in a number of ways. Uh, for one, um, Tanaka depicts divorce and, and breast cancer in itself a taboo subject at the time with very little uh, sentimentalism. The film's matter-of-fact approach to you know, filming uh, a mastectomy operation in the film illustrates this quite well. And the film is much, much more than, than that. It expresses this time from a, a woman's perspective, feelings of desire and, and regret with a kind of frankness and, and an economy that I think very knowingly calls to mind uh, the Tonka form itself, which Tanaka regularly superimposes throughout uh, the film. You know, ultimately this film is quite captivated by, uh, by poetry and, and I think wants the viewer to be as well. Uh, and on top of this, uh, again, the film features some remarkably filmed sequences, often of the, the most simple kinds of action uh, of two characters simply walking along a road that Tanaka renders by these very elegant and hypnotic tracking shots. Finally, I'll highlight one more film, uh, the stunning Love Under the Crucifix, uh, which was released in 1962 and was to be the last film directed by Tanaka. Here she takes on the, the, the subjects of religious prosecution and, and forbidden love uh, concerning a woman uh, who's uh, the daughter of a, a tea master, and she falls in love with a married samurai lord. Both are, in the film, devout Catholics, married to different people, uh, which on top of that guilt imposed by, uh, by the religion, it creates even bigger problems when the, the prevailing military power seeks to, to ban its practice. It was one of two features, Tanaka shot in color, and as a 16th century period piece, it was perhaps Tanaka's most ambitious project. This was a genre I think few directors were able to work on, let alone pull off successfully, and I think what Tanaka does with this film is nothing short of uh, astonishing. You can really tell here how you know she brought much of her acting experiences to this film with such subtlety and, and assuredness. You know, the, the film's filled with exquisite costumes and, and set designs. Uh, it makes uh, incredible use of color throughout the film and, and I think takes full advantage of, you know, its ability to express emotions and, and ideas without words. It's a film of, uh, I think, remarkable patience and without spoiling anything, I, I think its ending draws an interesting, you know, parallel to that in Forever a woman. I've only highlighted just three of these six restorations, but uh, I encourage you to take full advantage of our theatrical screenings of Tanaka's other directed features. Likewise, I'll, I'll take uh, just a moment to remind you that we're also presenting a selection of some of Tanaka's finest performances on 35 millimeter prints. Uh, they're just six films. It's by no means exhaustive or definitive, but I hope it's uh, at least a small opportunity to rediscover her artistry in front of the camera, um, maybe in a new light. 
I mean, I think each of these films are uh, veritable classics, but there's something, I think, novel about catching, you know, a film like The Life of Oharu, knowing that in the same year, Tanaka made uh, her own feature film, and more than that, 10 years later, would make her own period piece drama that I think in many ways resonates with this film. To watch uh, Kinoshita's Army, Ozu's A Hen in the Wind, or Naruse's Mother, you know, knowing these filmmakers would work with her on her own features uh, in their own ways, and to appreciate, I think, with all of them, uh, Tanaka's deep understanding of performance, acting in front of the camera, and, and thinking about how she brought that that kind of experience to her, to her own uh, features. But uh, if I may, I'll say not to miss uh, Shinkinsho Okoto to Sasuke, uh, I think a rarely screened film that we're presenting on a, an imported 35 millimeter print from the, the National Film Archive of Japan that uh, we're presenting as a kind of stand-in as just one example of Tanaka's early period uh, as an actress. It, it's a film that was ranked by Tanaka herself as one of her personal favorites. As an early sound film, it draws on some really interesting uh, inventive ideas with, with music and is overall quite a peculiar story that has, uh, I think, an even stranger and more surprising ending. Um, I highly recommend you catch it while it's in New York. Uh, again, uh, the retrospective runs from March 18th through the 27th. And as always, you can visit our website at filmlink.org uh, for more information on the full program notes and the schedule. I uh, hope to see you at some of the screenings and thank you for listening. This Film at Lincoln Center episode is brought to you by Netflix presenting The Power of the Dog. Nominated for 12 Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director Jane Campion, whose return to cinema after 12 years has brought what critics are calling the best picture of the year. With the acclaimed cast of Academy Award nominees Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Cody Smith-McPhee, and Jesse Plemons, and a team of expert artisans including winning cinematographer Ari Wegner and the original score from Johnny Greenwood, Campion's The Power of the Dog tells a story of strength and vulnerability that has been embraced by the industry and audiences globally. Peter Travers of ABC News called it a triumph in every sense of the word for your awards consideration. Please welcome the director of Ahed's Knee, Nadav Lapid, joining us. Hi. Joining us from the middle of the night uh, in Paris. Um, so, Nadav, I said in my introduction and, and everything that I've read about this film so far mentions urgency. Um, and um, even though I know you've been asked this before, it just seems uh, so present in the film. Uh, and I'm wondering if you can just talk about um, that. Uh, yes. Uh, hi, good evening. Do you, it's, it's okay. You hear me well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree that urgency is a kind of, um, kind of essential and key word here in the, in this process. I mean, I mean, uh, the script, I, I, I wrote the script in, in about two weeks and a, and a half, just to, to put things in context, uh, the writing of, of my previous films of synonyms of the kindergarten teacher took me the of policeman took me 
somewhere between one year and two years and I think it's a it's a it's a pretty it's a kind of average time I think for for kind of reasonable time for the writing of a script so two weeks and a half was really writing in a kind of in a kind of uh, while boiling I mean I mean I felt that I was boiling while writing and I felt in a way as if the script is already there and I should only type it on the on the computer and 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 even more than that I think that the the, the night before the beginning of, of the writing I, I I didn't imagine that I'm going to to write this script and I didn't imagine that I'm going to to make this movie I was in the middle of a, of, of, of work about another project that never took place and I guess will never take place but uh, but but I, 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 I didn't I mean I had some 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 reflections, some meditation, some thoughts about this 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 whole whole structure about this whole thing based on the fact that the, the film is based on something that on things that really took place um, several weeks uh, earlier but 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 I didn't really have the intention to 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 make out of it a movie. And even when I began, I, I, had, I, I thought that maybe it might be a short film, maybe, maybe it might be kind of installation. Well, a little bit like the guy in the movie. I, I, I wasn't even sure what's, 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 what's going to, I mean, what, what, what's going to be the final result. But then, as I said, like in two weeks, two weeks and a half, it was, the script was finished. Several months later, we went. Uh, I mean, several months later, we were only already in 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 in, um, in pre-production. Shooting took um, eighteen days. Editing took two months. It's 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 it's, it's resemble to nothing that that, that 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 I knew before. And 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 I think that in a way, urgency was was not only it's not only a description of the process, but I think that in a way, it was the only truth. Of, of 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 this i mean for me of of this film and even you know the, there was something in this short process that 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 forced us not to not to not to look around but really to 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 go to go to go forward not 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 to prepare any 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 alternative uh, path uh, not to take any security measures and and i guess it's something that maybe can be can be can be seen on on on, on screen i was going to ask you in, sorry in in hindsight or like with the distance of um having done it that way whether you think that there's something about that process that you want to carry forward with you or whether it was sort of like a one-time possession um that you you might not be able to recreate i don't i mean i mean i don't i in a way i don't want ever in my life to make another film like this i mean i mean no i mean i mean i i don't i mean whatever it means i i love i i like this film i love this film and i feel ext extremely close and i would say even too close to the movie i mean i mean I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't watch my 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 own movies, but whenever I, I uh, it happened to me to 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 watch, I don't know, two minutes here or there for for a test or something like this, I feel as if the movie is inside me. It's 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 in a way too close, but but um, I mean, 
I mean, for me, for me, it was so, as I said, it was so specific, so singular, this process. It really fit, I think, fit maybe I think that it fit the result that you 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 watched you just watched on the on the on the screen but you know it's a kind of I I I don't think that I'll be able to to shout like this anymore. I don't think that I want to shout like this anymore. I don't think that for me there's any use in 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 you know if you shout in in I don't know 10,000 decibels it's 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 it, 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 it doesn't look very useful to try to shout in twelve thousand decibels. I mean, I I don't see any 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 reason to 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 get more naked than this, to be more frontal than this, to go more in in a more direct way than than this one. Um, I think that that you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, every every or or, or you want to aspire that every movie in every moment inside each one of your movies. Is 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 singular. Is 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 is. Um, but 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 here it's really something that I think that for me, I mean, you do once 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 in in a lifetime. In in in. in I, I, I'm not saying yeah, good bad. I mean, I mean, you can love it or hate it. But 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 something in the nature of the project. I I I, I mean, it's you know it was. I think it was also con so much connected to to. To the situation in which I was when I fabricated, when I created this movie, I was, I was totally myself and everything but myself um, uh, at the same time, and 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 um, I don't know. I was, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm totally. I don't have any, any, any one mystical drop in my in my in my personality but i was during the shooting talking each day to the to the earth and to the sand and to the to the, and, and 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 i mean uh, yeah i think i think i think that there was something i mean, I, I i think that you can see it on screen i think that i mean for me what you see on screen it's like naked Above all, naked emotions, or naked thoughts, or naked naked ideas, or naked words, uh, uh, running from left to right and from right to left on the screen. Given what you're saying now, this next question may be uh, repetitive, so uh, you can pass, skip it if you want to. But I, you know, your films all have autobiographical elements, uh, but the last two have really had what you could call alter egos. And I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit about working, writing an alter ego and the way that is and isn't you and, and why it's you, why that's something that you like to explore. I mean, you know, I mean, first of all, I think that that that. I mean, although although I think that in all my movies and also in this one, despite the urgency I've been talking about, there is something very, I wouldn't say calculated because calculated is a terrible word, but but there's something uh, uh, very uh, pre, pre premeditated and and um, and planned, etc. I'm 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 not I'm. I'm pretty instinctive. I mean, I mean, it, 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 fundamentally, I'm pretty instinctive. And you know, when I prepared myself 
to 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 the to the to the to the to the to the fabric fabri uh, to, to fabricate this movie i watched again and again these videos for instance of jackson pollock you know who's like running and hitting it so 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 i think that that I mean, I mean, you know, it's not like that. That that on a kind of theoretical base, I'm curious to. Oh my, I wonder, wondering how would it look like to work with an alter ego, and then I start to to create. But I think that for me, it's 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 a form of rebellion against this what I see as a kind of a prison of fiction. Uh, I mean. People often tend to 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 speak about the prison of uh, reality, but but I feel that like that 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 in a very instinctive way, I'm sure that any almost more or less any spectator now in the in the in the theater could could witness that there's something much more strange and and chaotic and 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 totally un, unclassified and bizarre in our life. Much more than ninety nine point nine films that 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 we watch. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you have the feeling that existence is 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 so much stranger and wilder of often than 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 cinema. and 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 I think that in a way, you know, and I think that in a way leaning my my movies on 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 real life, I mean, I mean, it enables me to to justify also to myself sometimes unexpected uh, um, narrative narrative uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, maneuver while by saying, well, it just happened like this. So I think you know it, it's it's in a way it's 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 a way to free yourself from 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 this cage of 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 fiction and 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 also i think it enables you strangely also suddenly to keep a very a very um to keep a kind of distance because basically you're always there and you're always too close i mean you don't you you, sh you shouldn't be afraid to to to, to take to take to take a certain distance because because you you, you know you know that that that, 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 that in a, in a deep and profound way the movie the movie is 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 really inside you and i, I think for instance in this movie you know there is this this kind of i don't know kind of cliche i think about cinema about about art that you should always keep the right distance i think that this movie never keeps the never keeps the right distance it's either too close or too or too too distant it's either uh, uh, observing the character from, I, I mean, I don't know, only uh, 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 half of his ear, or looking at Earth uh, uh, throughout uh, the clouds. Can you hear that applause? Um, yeah. We're going to take a couple of questions from the audience now. Um, yeah, go ahead right there in the blue shirt. So the question is, can you talk a little bit about the use of the music and the use of physical choreography to that music and what it means to you beyond instinctive choice? Yes, sorry, thank you. Well, well, I, I, I would say that in, in my movies in general, but maybe here it, it goes even a little bit further. I mean, 
I mean, I, I don't think that it would be a huge surprise if I'll say that there's something in the use of music that is, I mean, I mean, certain people call this film a, 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 a musical comedy. And I remember that even someone told me that the movie is kind of, for him, kind of Bollywood film, or he called it, I think, Tel Aviv Wood film or something like this. And, and his idea was that, and I agree that in this movie, people people are are, are are singing and dancing their feelings their thoughts their ideas uh, what they imagine I mean you know it's not like in these movies when there are like 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 narrative scenes that that lead you to a bar or to or to or to a club and then and then and, but but here like people they they talk about something and then they dance it or then they on then then they sing it Uh, um so 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 I feel it in a way the musical since enable people to 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 expose their existence their true existence or they give them a kind of mean to to talk in a way directly sometimes to the to the to the spectator telling him uh, here we are look at us and Uh, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, for me, there's something, you know, there's something in, on this sense, in the, in the, in the music that is opposed to the, to the use of words, because I think that while, while verbally in the words in the movie are at the same time, omnipotent and, and impotent, I mean, there is a, at the same time, They are extremely present. Uh, 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 sometimes you, one might feel that they gain a triumph, but they end with a failure, with a, with, with a feeling of incapacity, with a feeling of void. I mean, I mean, the main character is, is, is using, he's boiling from words. He's using all the words that exist in all the dictionaries in, in, on earth. And at the end, he collapses on his knees. So, 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 so as, as a kind of, I mean, he's trying to say everything using not missing one single detail as if the slightest detail that you'll 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 um you'll forget will make everything worthless but 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 in the end at the end as i said it 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 ends with a kind of i think feeling of failure uh, 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 it's only you who was who was suffocated out of lack of words as if you don't have oxygen. But, 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 and as, as, as an opposition to this, I think music is, is, is a possibility to, to, yeah, to, to, to declare yourself, to present yourself. And, and, and I think that there's something, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know if, I, 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 I mean, I mean, I really can't classify my film, so I, I can't tell if there are, accessible not accessible but very accessible I, I don't I mean I think that they are accessible but but I'm not the person to judge complicated or simple but 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 I think that clearly they are not snobbish because I think that that they in my opinion I think that they they aim to 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 talk about every single human being on earth so they are aimed to all the humans and I think there's something in the the choice 
of the musical pieces that in a way in a way in a way in a way proves it because 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 when you hear this 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 international uh, pop hymns uh, i don't know lovely day uh, 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 be my baby of vanessa parody i mean yeah vanessa parody i mean i mean i was i was amazed by her when i was already 13 years old and she was 15 years old and i always dreamed to 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 make the universe dance to one one of her songs so i think i think i think that when 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 you when when you see them i mean they really serve as a kind of this 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 yeah it's this 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 mythical moment where 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 humanity is dancing together i mean i don't know if people were were moving a little bit throughout the screening well, we don't encourage people to dance in the theater unfortunately don't 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 obey them do 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 your own uh, of yeah. course <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> Thank you so much for staying up late with us and thank you so much for the for the film. This Film Mount Lincoln Center episode is brought to you by The Worst Person in the World, Academy Award-nominated Best International Feature and Best Original Screenplay. Chronicling four years in the life of Julie, this modern story about the quest for love and meaning explores a young woman's navigation of the troubled waters of her personal and professional life. The Guardian hails the film as an instant classic. Watch The Worst Person in the World, now in theaters. <laughs>